Father, have your way as I share your word. Speak through me, bless through me, transform lives through me tonight. Let the entrance of your word give light and give understanding to the simple in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Please take your seat in the beauty of holiness. Um, about three Wednesdays ago, last week um, we had prayer session, so we couldn't do it. About three Wednesdays ago, I started a new series titled Rules of Engagement. The 54, 50, the 54 simple life lessons from 54 years of living. So this year in May, I'll be 54. And uh, I believe that I, they are rules, simple rules, simple rules that have really helped me to get where I am. And I want to share those things with you. 55, 50, uh, 54 simple life rules from 54, 54 years of living. I've already done rules 1 to 10. And because we don't have enough time, I'm not going to go to rules 1 to 10. I'm going to start from rules 11 to 20. Our introductory scripture for this series is Proverbs 10 verse 18, reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. Plans succeed through good counsel. Don't go to war without wise advice. I'll share the testimony of how me and mommy came here. Before we started a church here, one of the main things we did was to talk to a lot of people. Among the peoples we spoke with were 15 senior men of God. And I said to mommy, if any of these men advise against us coming to Spinters Road, I will not. Because from this scripture, I was just obeying scripture, don't go to war without wise advice. I think that somebody did not advise the president of Ukraine well. Because I think that what he is putting his country through is very unnecessary. When the man was talking that they were ready for Russia, I believed him. I said, this is a monster at your gate. If you were not ready for him, there was no way you were going to prov provoke him. So I concluded that this man has something under his sleeves. But look at the way his whole nation is being destroyed. It's not every battle you fight, though. I think some people did not advise him well. There are a lot of people in life, like the Ukraine president, who have engaged themselves in battles they will never win. But they still believe they will win. And people are behind them, urging them on. Don't give up. But, but it is not their lives that is being destroyed. It is yours that is being destroyed. Most of these rules I'm sharing with you, I developed them during the period that mommy and I were here, that were struggling, and we could not predict what will happen the next day? We just trusted the Lord. And I built some of these rules. They are time-tested rules. If you apply them, you will succeed. Are you here with me? 
So rule number 11, life is like banking. Overdraft is expensive. So don't overdraw. Just cut your coat according to your size. Because nobody wants your extra material for anything. If your coat is like this guy here, it is your coat that will let you fall. Are you here? Those of you want, who used to watch TDJs years ago, TDJs years ago, his trousers alone could sold uniform for the entire TCI students. Today, he, he has gone back to cutting his trousers to fit his size. So, please, on a more serious note, life is like banking. Overdraft is expensive. So, don't overdraw. Just cut your coat according to your size. And I'm going to explain to you why some people go for overdraft in life. No overdraft, you see, the banks have different ways they make money from their clients. So they know that you are a good client, money comes into your uh, account regularly, but within a certain month, what you were expecting did not come, they will come to you and say, oh, you can take an overdraft. And they will say it's so nice, you think that, then you too, you go in for the overdraft, then you discover that. Now they begin to charge you interest. So this is what I want to share with you. How to avoid overexpending in life. A lifestyle you cannot comfortably finance, you do not deserve. For people who have sat under me for so many years, this statement I know helped a lot of people to make wise financial choices. The lifestyle, lifestyle you cannot comfortably finance, you don't deserve. Don't say that my school, my children must go to a certain school by all means. And then you struggle to raise the money to pay school fees. One of my sons came to me and said, Daddy, you know something? I really would love my children to come to TCIS. I know you will give me 50% scholarship, but the rest of the 50%, I want to be sure I can pay before I bring them. I don't want to bring them to your school and then when it is ready for me to pay the rest of the 50%, it becomes a fight between me and you. I want to preserve our relationship. And I respected him. So let me give you this. Seven commandments of downsizing. How to downsize your life and make sure that you don't overspend in any way. Number one, the seven commandments of downsizing. Number one, so let's say I, because I'm, the main topics are also in numbers. So let's say I, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Mommy and I, when we were struggling here, decided to put Kevin in a certain school when Kevin was young. And we were behaving like the typical charismatic Christian or pastor. 
the Lord will help us, we will pay. By faith, we will pay. We didn't have faith to pay, faith to pay our accommodation, but we had faith to put our child in expensive school. Because we thought that, listen, we are pastors, we have saved the Lord, we deserve better, we deserve better. We put our children, I, Kevin, there, it was only Kevin, a very expensive school. The one day the Lord said to me, you are thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to. I said, Lord, what are you talking about? I'm a pastor. He said, yes, I know you're a pastor. But you are thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to. That's why you think that your child must go to that school. And the Lord told me, the school, I have to put my child in. He said, this is, this is your level. Put your child there. You are not in competition with anybody. You are not fighting with anybody. Put your child here. Some of you, when you think that you deserve three-bedroom house, ah, a man like me, 50 years, 54 years, and you know sometimes that's the way we argue. We argue by our age. Look at me. 50 years, I'm living in chamber and hall. It's not your age that determines where you live. It's your pocket. So you see, you are equating your age to something you deserve in life. But what you deserve in life is something that you earn. It's not something that comes with age. Ah, look at me. A man like me, I don't have a car. Oh, I will, I will borrow to buy a car. Oh, tell me, a man like me, I don't have a car. A man like who? You are... <laughs> a man like who? A man like me, Kwame. A me, Kwame. I don't have a car. That's not the way we live life, oh. Stand in the mirror, measure yourself, and make sure that your coat is cut according to your size. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. It will lead you into depth. You know, I change my cars every six years. And there are people who come to me and say, Daddy, it's not good you have only one car. Daddy, it's not good, only one car. No, you need to get additional cars. And will come to me with the latest cars. We get all those offers. So people will come, car sellers will come to me, latest cars, and how I should buy and spread and pay. I look at myself, I said, if I have more than one car at a time, how many of them will I drive at the same time? One car at a time. Unless you, I can drive one sitting here, my leg is the other one, and then I'm moving at the same time. I don't pamper myself, oh. I prepare for people to pamper. I don't pamper myself. I stand in the mirror, look at myself, I say, I'm not a man that deserves a fleet of cars. I deserve only one car. I am Yofi, Kofititi, Feba, Akosia Mansaba. I'm not a child of Queen Elizabeth. Oh, sometime ago I used to use this dodge. The one Pastor Kevin is using now. Now I'll be going out with some my people. So oh, daddy, daddy, let's not pass park here. Look at all your friends. Let's not park here. Let's go and park somewhere. They don't have to see your car. I say, ah, you don't have to see my car. For what reason? My friend park amongst them. I owe nobody any explanation. I don't live my life to impress impress anybody. Let me tell you how in life, eh, 
we don't focus on important things. I'll be telling you here how some people are worried about the shape of their head and not the function of their brains. Have a Muguyaro type of head and be intelligent and succeed, you'll get the most beautiful woman to marry. Now, it's only a foolish woman who will follow a handsome man who is lazy and a fool. No. Are you here with me? A very ugly man married a beautiful woman. And I, I, was, I, I was surprised. Now, it was more surprising to me than when mommy accepted to marry me. When mommy accepted to marry me, I was surprised. I went to ask her again, did you hear what I said? And she courageously looked at me and said, yes. I said, this woman is courageous. Courageous. But that man, when he told me I proposed the girl, the girl accepted. I was shocked. So I was telling another man that, you, can you believe that the girl has accepted? And the man said, you see, success can get anybody. Success can just invite anybody. People celebrate success. Now people, people look at their nose and say, look at how my nose is. God did not create my nose very well at all. Your nose is not a designer piece. Oh. It is to breathe in oxygen and breathe out carbon dioxide. Once it's performing the same function, focus on the most important things in life. Are you here? I believe that if mommy had thought of herself more highly than she ought to. In fact, when mommy accepted to marry me, there were friends of mommy who thought that, the, um, do you know what someone told mommy? He said, ah, if you want to marry a pastor, marry a senior pastor. These small boys pastors, when are they going to start their own churches? When are they going to build a congregation? When are they going to buy a car? Oh, Olivia. And those girls were also from poor homes, oh. But they were thinking of themselves more highly than they ought to. So they saw me as some refrast. I mean, like, this boy is convoluted and dilapidated. Let's not pass there. He's not, he's not on our list of men. Today, all those women, mommy is better than them. But one of them came to me 20 years after marriage to mommy. One of them came to me and said, I should pray for her to get a husband. Do you think I will pray? I say, God punish the devil. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Roman numbers two. No numbers two. I, I. Do not spend. So I'm teaching you how to cut your coat according to you. When you think of yourself more highly than you ought to, you, you waste your time. Some of you girls think of yourself more highly than you ought to. So every Sunday you want to change yourself. Every Sunday you want, hey, me, I go see Me, I don't repeat my clothes, though. I change my clothes. I change my clothes. I don't repeat my clothes. Hey, 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 me, me. Hey, 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 hey. Your wigs, the wigs you have in your home, if you sell them, you can build us a new chapel. I've poured oil on your head. I've poured oil. Men have touched your head. <laughs> so it's not me who is anointed, though. It is your wig that is taking all the anointing. Now, I'm not 
not saying that. You see, you see, I'm not saying that I don't wear wigs. I mean, my wife does. My wife does. And the face is so nice. The face is so nice. But you see, you see, you see. What I'm trying to teach here is that you don't have to force yourself to change your wig every Sunday. You are thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to. Know how some of you fight when you are asked to park your car somewhere? Because you are thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to. Okay, let me go on. Now, do not spend on your wants. Spend on your needs. Okay? Some of you have three bedrooms and a hall and you have four TVs. Yeah, because every room has a TV. Every room has a TV and the hall has a TV. That's why your children are getting FF in school. Because they are not learning. Some of you have two phones. I mean, you don't even deserve one phone because who are you calling? Sister, brother, you, you, let's be very serious. Let's analyze this. How many people have called you today? How many people have called you today? Do you know what you have been doing? Just to sit down today, one of the ladies living with mommy, I had to call her and advise her. She's always on the phone. Always. She's selling on the phone. Watching something and laughing. Today, mommy and I walked into the restaurant and she's there watching something and laughing. Mommy, I don't even see her. So mommy was talking to somebody very loud on the phone. She did not even hear us. I called her and said, is that, the, is that the way you want to build your life? Is that the way you want to live your life? I mean, buy a phone, sit down and watch things on the phone and laugh. I'll not be surprised that she will have a second number. There are people in my house. Michael has two numbers. And I'm struggling with two numbers. I was just telling mommy recently. I saw a phone this week. I wanted to buy it. Then I changed my mind. 16,000. I said, why? It won't spoil again. Even the, the two phones I have, I'm struggling with it. I'm actually struggling with it. One is only for WhatsApp. I'm, I'm asking myself, why? but I'm a very busy man, though. I do a lot of things. If you see the number of things I'm involved in, I should have a phone for everything. But I still feel that two phones are a waste of time. And there are people who are doing nothing. You live in my house. You have two phones. So if I call you on one, I don't get you. I call you on the other one. So I'm asking myself, these people, what do they need two phones for? Dude, let, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Having two phones is like having two wives. One wife is even difficult to marry and manage. The men here who are married, to be able to manage and meet the expectation of one wife, it's not easy. So when I see men who marry two, I want to give them the order of the voter. The highest award in Ghana. I'm telling you, they are experts. Those marrying three and four, Give them, let, let them become president of Ghana. They will solve our problems for us. All these problems we are struggling to solve. Two phones. You see, you see? You have, it's greed though. You have ten shoes. You wear only two. The rest you don't like. Then somebody comes to your office and says, I'm selling um, shoes. 
buy one, get one free. And then you buy. Then you keep buying. You are no longer. You see, God does not feed your greed. He meets your need. Listen, at a certain time in your life, don't spend on what you want. Spend on what you need. Are you, are you here? So mommy is hearing. Don't spend on what you want. to spend on what you need. What you need are the essential things you need to survive in life. And people around me, they know. They know that daddy will never spend on what he wants. I spend on what I need. Hmm. Now, do not be ostentatious. Do not be ostentatious. What are you looking for? It's a car you are looking for. And some of you want to say, I want to buy the latest car. I want to buy. Let me tell you this. People who don't feel that they have achieved enough, they massage their ego with expensive things. They massage their ego with expensive things. They, spy, they buy expensive watches. You heard the story of Kate, Kate. I'm wearing Kate. You heard that story of a pastor saying that? You heard that story? Okay. Okay. You will not, you will not get Archbishop or Dr. Otabel saying that. Because they don't have to add anything to their who they are for people to accept them. But others will need to wear expensive watches for them to be recognized. Do you know why you are so obsessed with expensive clothes? It's because you, you don't feel you are not sufficient unto yourself. You need to add all those things to be accepted and be recognized. I'm telling you. That's why you try to do all those things. Me, I like expensive things though. And you are in debt. It's running you down. It's destroying your life. And you like expensive things. Do you know where I eat? Do you know where I eat? No, I don't know where you eat because I cook at home. <laughs> I save money. I cook well. I save money. One of the problems mommy had with me when she met me was that I liked trotro too much. <laughs> so I liked trotro too And mommy was living with her sister. Her, uh, she got food and her salary... She wasn't paying me, a young pastor, planning for the future. Then I met this lady who wanted to sit in taxis. I said, Era, Era, listen. I'll book Trotro France for you. <laughs> and then she said, No, Trotro, when you sit in the front, make the Trotro appears. Everybody sees you. That's the Trotro man. I, I put my cast on the table. I said, At this stage, it's Trotro. Sometimes we take Trotro, we'll get down at Kaneshi. And a bad Trotro driver will not have, Trotro mate, will not have mercy on me and tell me I don't have change. I say, oh, this Trotro is not going anywhere until I get my change. And mommy will say, leave it, let's go, leave it, let's go. Leave it, leave it, let's go. I say, no, 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 no. I need to get my change. <laughs> And up to, up to now, eh? Up to now, I wouldn't mind taking Trotro. I would not mind taking Trotro. I'm telling you. 
Recently, I used to do seven kilometer walk. I'll leave my car, and the guys will say, should, I, should we meet you with your car? I said, no, no. I'll come home. I finish. I don't even wait for Uber. I sit in the ta taxi. Then we go passing. Hey, Bishop. Hey, Bishop. Hey, Bishop. And then people were worried that they would say Bishop the was sitting in the taxi. Uh, 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 Jesus sat on a donkey. <laughs> oh, sure, 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 sure. We are young. And go for a crabby no more, madam. Oh, true. Most of the things you do eh, is a mental health problem. You want the praise of people, eh? Me kwa sorry pa, share nanko for him issue. Share nanko for him issue. Share nanko for him issue. Do not create, Ivy, do not create financial leakages. Do not create financial leakages. Nowadays, I don't do it, but I think I should start. When Pastor Tony and uh, Pastor Sedem used to live in my house, I used to pay them allowances. And I realized that my electricity bill was going up. I'll go to their rooms and they have left and their fans are blowing. Their radios are on. Now call the two of them. See? This one. How much do you think I'm paying for electricity? Then I'll be calculating. See, all of these things here, some of you, you left your TVs on before you came. Some of you, your fans are on. Some of you, your, your, you see your chargers, you just plug them in. Then you charge them. When you get up, you just remove. You don't even put them off. Well, all of them are financial leakages. Oh, electricity is burning. Electricity is burning. Unnecessary financial leakages. So a time ago, I preached this sermon. James, you were there. I preached this sermon. I told the church. The next one month, I'm creating a covenant coins box. All the coins that are left when you buy things and you tell, take it, take it. All the tips you get at a restaurant, bring them to the Lord. In one month, we made a lot of money. We're in a small church. We made a lot. So people were surprised. On Sunday, you find people coming to church holding coins like this. And they told me that Daddy, we didn't know we spent money like this. We didn't know. Let me tell you how stupid you can be financially stupid you can be anytime you have more money and your expenditure and your appetite for spending goes up you are not financially wise are you here with me you are not so avoid leakages avoid financial leakages avoid them don't give your phones to your children and your bundle is going and it's going and you don't care because today you have money to buy it. It's after several years that you sit down and you see the effect of those little, little monies that you let them go. So V, so we are still on number 12, eh? So V, do not spend without a budget. Do not spend without a budget. Because when you spend in isolation, when you spend, you see, one expenditure is not an expenditure on an island. Every expenditure you make affects other expenditure elsewhere. 
So when you have, you see, a money you don't plan for, or monies you don't plan for, will plan for you. So make sure you plan for your money. The first thing you must plan for is your tithe. Take it out. Put somewhere emergency health money. Put it somewhere. Because I have national insurance, health insurance is not working. Yeah, yeah. Put some money somewhere and let them relax for you. And make sure that everything you are spending on is well budgeted for. I'm telling you, if you have money lying down, some of you, even your money is lying under your pillow, some of you in your bag, some of you somewhere there. I just one day, one day, I just called somebody. I said, you know something? Go and change all this money into 10, 10 CDs and 5, 5 CDs for me. He said, that's why? I said, I just came from town. I have to give people tips. Anytime I put my hand in my pocket, 200 Ghana CDs, 100 Ghana CDs. And I'm looking at people who don't deserve 20 CDs. Getting 100 cities from me. Emergency medical bills. Like, like budgeting. And putting money down. So it's part of your budgeting. So, so what you do is that. What you do is that. You don't have to get sick. Before you look for money to go to hospital. So all the time put some money somewhere. In case I'm sick. There's money I will use. Okay. In case... There's an emergency. This is the money I'll use. So every month, calculate the things. Now, and then you have some money that is left. And then you put it down. This is the money for food and transportation. Or even take your transportation out. Take your everything out and see how much you can save. Don't have the money in your hands big like that. And somebody comes and says, I want this. You take, you give the person. I want this. You take, you give the person. I want this. Take, give the person. You will eventually become poor. You won't succeed in life. You will not succeed in life. If I tell you I don't have money, it's because I don't have money for the thing you are asking for. It's not like I'm broke. You have, you have to decide that the whole of this year, I will not spend a certain amount above clothing. A certain amount for clothing. I will not spend above this amount of money for clothing. This year, I will not spend this amount of money on shoes. This year, I will not spend this amount of money. You have to give yourself limits. As you find out yourself spending on your wants instead of your, on your needs. I said that if your appetite for spending go out, goes up because you have money, is you are financially foolish. I'm not saying that you are generally foolish. But you are financially foolish. And when you are financially foolish, it manifests in every aspect of your life, including your titan. All those around me know that I can do big things with small money. I'm good with negotiating. Okay, so let's go on so that um, I don't waste your, all your time here. Because I'm only, I'm only talking, I only spoke about one of the ten things I want to share with you. So all these things I'm sharing... I think two, eh? Two of the things I want to share with you. So all this I'm sure are just under one. Now, VI, do not be enticed by sweet loans or credit offers. Your bank will call you and say, we have something small for you. Or somebody, they are, they are, before, I think on, until recently, there was quick loans on your phone. Then you will yeah, quick loans, quick loans. And you see, if you are not financially disciplined, 
once you know that there's easy money somewhere an expenditure comes into your mind something you can do without will come into your mind sometimes you say I'm telling you. This is what it is. Moving big, moving big. This is what it is. Are you here? When I'm traveling with mommy, I do my all my budgeting. And I tell mommy the amount she will use for shopping. Sarah, that is the only money for shopping. But I know mommy will overshop. So all the time, I leave 25% of the actual money I wanted to give to her in my pocket. So when she can say, honey, please, please, I've seen something else I need to buy. When I'm giving to her, she always thought I'm giving it to her out of law, but it's part of her budget. Because I want you guys to understand now, I've let out my secret. So the 25% <laughs> reserve, you have to pay for it. <laughs> Are you here? So a lifetime you cannot comfortably finance, you don't deserve. I've said that already. Now let me move on. 12. 12. So rule number 12. So all that I've said is under rule number 11. So rule number 12. Life has a lifespan with timelines, deadlines, and lifelines. Your success is determined by how you cross these lines. So timelines, you see, are very, very important and significant milestones you must achieve in life. You know that if all these years, 22 years I've been on the Sprinters Road, if I did not have a crab business school and present place church to where we have got into, and I'm still living in an uncompleted building, my wife would not even begin to question my, the anointing, the oil on my head. You understand? Because the first year, oh, it's okay. The second year, by the fifth year, tenth year, people will now start calculating. You have been on the Sprinters Road for 10 years. What do you have to show? So timelines are the key achievements you need to have in your life. Or else people will question your sanity and will question your, your competence in life. From the first 25 years of your life, your key milestone is that you must have a skill that people are willing to buy. Either a degree or you have learned a, learned a trade, etc., etc. That people are willing to buy. I was just looking at when at what age do people succeed and and most people succeed between the ages of 35 to 45 the key milestones everybody wants you to see everybody wants to see that the life that god has given you for 30 years what have you done with it so the first 25 years the key milestone is that you should have something that will make you employable or that will make you earn a living and everybody will be looking at you what are you if you are living with your parents they are now questioning you come in now yeah you man yeah not if you said you're not going out you're not going to cry you're not going to cry you're not going to cry 
Other people are going to job. What are you doing here? Get up and go to job. Get up and go and do something. Around that time, your parents will be expecting a certain timeline, a certain achievement in your life. Are you here with me? From 25 to 60, you have to build all your, you have to create wealth, develop yourself, progress in life, develop in life, invest in your children, raise a family, raise a functional family, invest in, in your children, invest in appreciating um, assets, have lands, have houses, raise your children, put them in good schools, etc. Et People want to see that. By 40, 45, 50, your children are still playing chaskele. They are not going to school. They are just there. And you know, your children are beginning to question daddy, so you didn't do anything for our lives. We are struggling on our own to be here. People begin to question you. So you need milestones in your life. And you must make it a point that this year, before the year ends, I should be able to point to something I did with my life. You must have trophies in life. You must have something you can show. Do you know why footballers will join their childhood teams and play? Um, this guy, Rooney, okay, grew up in Everton. Everton fan. But he knew that playing with Everton for my, the rest of my life, I won't win any trophies. He needed to achieve milestones. So he went to Manchester. Today, uh, Paul Boba. Boba, eh? That is his name, Paul Boba. The guy who's called Paul, but he's a Muslim. You see, he, his, his contrast is coming to an end. And he was interviewed. And he said, he wants to win trophies. He wants to win trophies. So he will not sign, will sign his contract because he doesn't see Manchester is going to win any trophy in the near future. Except Chelsea. He didn't say except Chelsea. I'm just adding that one. But you, you need those things. Do you understand? So it's footballers change things because they want to win something. They want to have trophies that their children, so your child comes to you and say, Daddy, so you played for this team, and you played for this team, and you, I went to your friend's house. He had this trophy, he had this trophy. Where is yours? And you'll be scratching your head. We are called a bunny I told you I saw this thing about a child who was saying that our parents are always comparing us to, to our, our friends. Why wouldn't they compare themselves to Dangote? Now, there are also deadlines. You see, for, for those of you who really think that life home, if you like, look for even all the gospel singers who sing songs like you didn't get anywhere. You always procrastinate action. 
and put the burden of proof on God. You want God to work for you and labor for you? Brother, I see time is going. Time will come, eh? Last time, I was just, I was telling mommy that, my dear, it was very good that within our 20s and 40s, we worked a lot. I'm not building on foundation. I told her that, you see, right now, eh, my enthusiasm about some things have really gone down. I want to relax about a lot of things. I tell mommy that, you see, you can't cheat nature. At some point, your creativity, your enthusiasm, that's why young girls who want to marry old men, you have to be very careful. Oh, yes, oh. You are 20-something. You are looking for a man who is 40-something, 50-something. 20 years older than you. Are you mad? No, no, no. Are you mad? I'm asking you whether you are mad. Answer me. Do you know why men go on retirement at 60? People go on retirement at 60. That time you have lost your creativity. You have lost a lot of things. You are no longer interested in life. What you are interested in is you just relax somewhere and other things. And you go and marry a man who is no longer interested in life. And then you are not interested in life. What's the error? What's it? What's it? Oh, pray, pray. Oh, pray. Oh, pray. Oh, pray. Oh, pray. Era opre to boasa di wina e yewi asia fefede we asia fefede Do you understand what I'm teaching you? Are you getting me? So so you see don't anybody come on there are some age eh, when you wait and things pass you cannot do anything again oh. You cannot Let me show you how you can mess up your life nicely to always think you have enough time. Just think that you have enough time. So I'll do it tomorrow. Just think, oh, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I'll, I have enough time. Like some of you, eh, who procrastinated bathing, bathing, bathing from morning or oh, above. Oh, it's 8 o'clock. I'll bath at 10. 10 o'clock. I'll bath at, oh, it's already 12. Let me eat lunch. When I finish, I'll bath. Oh, Charlie, after lunch, I said, I'm going to So the only thing that caused you to bath today well, because you are coming to church. You can't be procrastinating bathing to tomorrow. <laughs> and you know, these are the little, little things that show how your entire life is. It shows how your entire life is. I saw, I saw a man eh, who was put to death because he had grown so big so big that the doctor said it was irreversible so they can't reverse it and they had to carry him with machines hey, you see a human being being lifted wait wait what? i mean i don't even know how to describe it crane or something no heavy being lifted and they say this is irreversible cannot be reversed cannot be reversed some of you gone to hospital they say your sugar is on the borderline you are still eating the sugar then you fall into diabetes it becomes irreversible so now i'm believing god you did not believe god to stop eating sugar you are believing god to reverse your diabetes what about that what kind of faith is that you're putting your faith in the wrong areas that's how it tastes in life. You get to a place where, where the damage is irreversible. I'm telling you. That's why 60-year-old men who should be on retirement are still security men. 
Because the damage is irreversible. You didn't take care of your children. So nobody is taking care of you. You are 60. You should be relaxing. Your grandchildren should be around you playing with you. Yet you are working. Most of them, this is what some of, this, some of us are doing here today. And they are lifelines. God is a God of second chances. They are by even people that God gives them second chance, they still don't see. Like this message I'm preaching is somebody's second chance. It's somebody's second chance. I know how some of, some of you live here. The man is free, so he can say anything. But why you shouldn't? What you, you should understand that nobody was born with money. So anybody who has a certain level of success, you should respect that person and listen to that person. Am I teaching you something? Am I helping you? Fantastic. Now look at this scripture. Psalm 19 verse 10. New Living Translation. 70 years are given to us. Some even live 80. But even the best years are filled with pain and trouble. Soon they will disappear. And we will fly away. I never knew how short life is until my sister died. And I could, I could just, her, her life was just running through my, my memory. Yo, Swanky in Adabraka. Swanky in Kumase. Swanky, the life is just running through. I just realized that life is so short. My mind could just travel back to 60 years and come back again. Just like that. Just like that. She's gone. She was here once. Now she's no longer will just disappear. Even the best years of your life are filled with troubles. Your whole life you are solving problems. The little one you will use to progress, that one too, you are wasting it on social media, Facebook. Facebook, 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 Facebook. Now one hour call. Facebook, Facebook, not two hours call. Facebook, Facebook, not three hours call. Facebook, not four hours call. If you spend four hours on Facebook doing nothing that will contribute to your purpose in life, you are already on your way of becoming a security man after 30, after 60. No, no amount of tons can reverse that four hours of wastage on Facebook. The four hours of wastage. No amount of tons can reverse it. Go and lie on your bed. Those of you who mat, lie on it. And yeah, you see what you see what worries me. People earning 500, 700 have phones that's costing 1,600. Why? Are you mad? Is that how you want to live your life? Are you sure you're a Christian? Psalm 19, verse 12, New King James Version. Teach us to number our days that we may gain the heart of wisdom. And that's what I'm teaching you. I'm teaching you to number your days. 13. Life is a relay. Make sure that you put the next runner in the pole position. Life is a relay. Make sure you put the next runner in the pole position. Proverbs 13, verse 22. New Living Translation. Good people leave an inheritance to their grandchildren, but the sinner's word passes to the, to the godly. To their godly. So good people live in heaven. Do you know what I do? 
everything I'm putting money in it, I think about my children. Can I leave this for my children? Can I leave this for my children? Can I leave this for my children? I think about it. <laughs> Can I leave this for my children? That's why I spend more money on properties than any other thing. Nana can come and meet Nana's children, Titibia's children, my last born Titibia. Titibia's children can come and leave, see my buildings, but they will see my cars. That's why I use one car every six years. One car every six years. And the six years, I don't just, because my cars are always new. The six years, I pass it on. Most of the people working, working with me are using my cars. I pass it on. Six years, I pass it on. Because it will still be new. I pass it on. Sometimes when mommy goes for shopping, I say, buy something, mommy say, what well, I can use. So she asking, yeah. No, mommy say, why? I said, no. There's nothing new under the sun. It will go aside. It will come back. Buy it. Keep it somewhere. She can use it. But the most important thing is that we just decided invest in properties, build businesses. I do not want to die. And then some of you will fight with Kevin over the leadership of this church. Once I die, a mommy dies, Kevin will become. I mean, some of you will start saying that we were here before you came. We were helping daddy. We were, where were you? We, we. I, don't, I don't want my son to go through that fight with church leaders. I don't want my son to go through that thing. That's why I'm building a car business. That's why she, he will pastor voluntarily and will not take any money from the church. At one point, I'll build a new denomination for him. Say, son, go, 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 go. Go and pastor that one so I can have peace of mind. Say, these people will pastor and these people will pastor. Let the anointing leave me. You see how they hate us. They hate us with passion. It's only the anointing that keeps them around us. But we made the decision. We preach the hard sermons. And when we preach the hard sermons, they are hurt. But they won't leave. They'll hang around to hurt us. A friend of mine died. The church kicked the wife and the, uh, the, 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 the children out. Small boys in the church took over the church. Took over the church and sacked the woman. The woman went to get a new husband. They said, no, we don't recognize him as our father. The woman and the children are now in people's churches. They can't go to their church. The woman can't go to the church that she found there with the husband. None of them were around. And I'm seeing these things. I'm learning. Thank God for your smiles, but I can't see your heart. <laughs> and because of that, I'm putting my children in poor positions. Kevin is a gentle giant. He's not like me who grew up in Adabraka. I don't, want, I don't want to leave battles for him. I want to leave solutions. I want him to be the leader of the next generation without fighting my battles. I want to leave blessings. I want to leave access. I want to leave wealth for him. I do not want to leave problems for him. That's the same way you should be thinking about your children. Your last child is three, 
five. You'll be taking care of a child for the next 20 years. You don't have land, but you have a car. You don't have a house, but you have cars. Three cars, four cars, driving around. Your children are just there. <laughs> Leave inheritance for your children. Think transgenerationally. Think transgenerationally. Think about your children, not yourself. Not yourself. Think about your children, not yourself. <laughs> Look at King David and Solomon. King David, eh, David, listen, listen carefully. I think I'll end on this one. We'll continue later. Let me end on this one. Listen, listen carefully. David eh, wanted to build a temple for the Lord. And the Lord said, no, you're, you are too bloody. You have killed too many people. So don't build a house for me. Instead of David leaving it for Solomon to build it, David provided everything. David provided everything to Solomon. Come and build. Come and use what I provided to build. And when David was dying, he called Solomon. He told Solomon all his enemies. This is my enemy. This is my enemy. Be careful about this one. Be careful about this one. Be careful about this one. Before he died. David was very transgenerational. Very, very transgenerational. When Solomon came, David has fought all the battles. You don't see Solomon fighting any war. He has fought all the battles. I do not want to see my children, my great grand. Last time I called Kevin and Mami Sawai and all my children. I said, listen, I want to make sure that my, my great grandchildren will have a house I built to live in. Are, are, you, are you here with me? David, David called Solomon on his deathbed. He said, Solomon, everything. That you need to build for the Lord, I have provided. This is my enemy. This is my enemy. And then he advised him, follow the Lord thy God with all your heart. But when Solomon was dying, his heart had been turned away from God. So Solomon, no, when so so let so let, let me so let me use Saul. So the two kings, two kings. Saul disadvantaged his own son, Solomon, Jonathan. Jonathan would have been a king after Saul. But Saul made choices that disadvantaged Jonathan. He went to do something the Lord had not asked him to do. The Lord said, the kingdom will be taken away from you. That was why Saul's son, Jonathan, did not become a king. How would my children feel if they are suffering after I'm gone because I made choices? Some of you are here, young boys. You already have... Two children from two women. You've already created problems for your children. Or sleeping around with girls, you are telling you you are not listening. You're going to destroy your life. Focus on be transgenerational. Don't tell your children you know the way I suffered. You must suffer the same. If you want them to suffer the same like you suffered, then, then why did you give birth to them? Oh, a friend of mine is a white man. He's a pastor. 
His wife says, I won't give birth. And I said, why don't you? He said, the, the father molested them. So he doesn't want to give birth to any child for a husband to also molest. The man has begged his husband, no, no, no. So if you suffered, and you want, you, you want to change, they don't give birth. If you don't want to be responsible for the generations after you. Some of you want to die without memory. You want to die to be remembered by your tombstone, not your, mast, not your milestones. Don't do that. From today, I need you to have this understanding. And it starts from now. It starts from now. How to save for the future. How to save for the future. Are you here with me? Begin to develop and build a life towards the future. Be transgenerational. The Lord help you. In Jesus' name.